Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But truth be told, our golden years can hold some pretty weird surprises, and that's where today's guest comes in. Jason Zook is one of those people who is known for following his own path, and pretty much it's a weird one. In fact, he has earned millions of dollars owning his own weird, and in addition to his numerous entrepreneurial successes, Jason is a well-known author, podcast host, and has written for several major media outlets. His latest book is entitled Own Your Weird, wherein he writes how you too can find happiness in work, life, and love by being oddly effective at weirdness. This is going to be one heck of a great conversation. I am very anxious to start it. So welcome, Jason. Thank you so much. It's a fantastic intro. I really appreciate it. Well, I talk about a fantastic intro. You deserve it. And as we mentioned a little bit before we went on air, although you may not realize it, you are speaking to your target audience because the older we get, the weirder we get. But society calls it something else. They call it just getting a little eccentric. Uh, And so (laughs) let's begin by I will stop talking about my generation, and I'd love to hear more about your own background, about how how you made your numerous successes uh, through being weird. Yeah, no, I think this is a really great topic for your audience and, and really just for anybody, but it does come a bit easier to people who have more experience, who have more time on this earth and, you know, who don't get bogged down by worrying about what everybody else thinks. And I think that for me has been one of the cornerstones that has led me to be successful in all the things that I've done. But yeah, I'm, I'm most well known for this project I did back in 2009 called I Wear Your Shirt, where for five years I got paid to wear a T-shirt for a living, which was just ridiculous. Uh, and if, I, if that wasn't ridiculous enough, I ended up selling my last name twice, uh, which made over $100,000, which just sounds ridiculous, but it was. And it actually it came from a very unique situation, and, and that's kind of, I think, how a lot of my ideas come to me. Well, talk about a unique situation and unique ideas. I would love to live, you know, maybe I couldn't stand to live there too long, but inside your head would be a fascinating, weird, fascinatingly weird place to be, I'm sure. But I, I again, so you've you've made some major successes. Uh, again, this is a phrase, but by thinking outside of the box and being weird. But I do want to say, too, that my own background is as a career development person, a career counselor, and your book is weird weird, but it's got a lot of solid information and really important exercises in the book. Uh, so I want people to know that, again, it's not only weird and it's outside the box, but you've got some, you know, as I said, from my background, a really wonderful book as far as really taking control of your life in new and interesting ways. So uh, as an example, you, you do talk a lot about values. Why are values, even in, you know, in in addition to weirdness, critical to success in, in life. Yeah, if you – I learned very quickly that without values, you kind of just latch on to whatever is around you or whatever society tells you or whatever you think you should be doing. And 
it's not really what we all should be doing because we all value different things. We all prioritize different things. And it takes a little bit of time for you to figure out what those things are. And for your audience, I would imagine that most people actually know what their values are, but maybe they haven't really defined them. And, and by defining them and actually putting them down on paper, and like you mentioned, there's some really good exercises in the book to practically help you do this. It's not just a bunch of theory or fluff. But when you have these values written down, they become a really good filter. And then any decision you make, any dream you want to chase, any idea that you're like, okay, this is what I want to do next, you put them through those core values and you go, is this going to mesh? You know, do I want to write a book? Well, if I'm a person who doesn't enjoy long time, you know, focusing of work in one spot, maybe you need to be out in nature more than you need to be sitting behind your computer guess what? Writing a book is not going to work for you. But you may find that you write these things down, you figure out what matters to you. And then when you start putting your ideas through these filters, you figure out, oh, this actually is really well suited to what I want to be doing in life and where I want to be spending my time. And there's another exercise in the book called Working to Live, where my wife and I have just found this really nice rhythm of prioritizing life, fitting work into it afterwards. So life comes first, then work happens. Uh, and we really think that's a helpful exercise for people to chase down ideas, work on businesses, go through all the different things that are going on in the digital landscape we live in, but also come back to your center and go, yeah, but I'm doing this because I have this life and this kind of lifestyle that I want to be living. I think this is so incredible. And then the other thing I, I really want to applaud you on is when you're talking about the various, you know, elements of what, what makes you happy and values, et cetera, you suggest that people really home in on those top core ones. Because I think people say, oh, I want this, 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 and this. And then you can have a list of 30 things you want. But it's really important to three or four or five maybe, you know, really make sure that those are your very top needs and values. Yeah, because what you don't want is you don't want a bunch of different things making decisions for you. So if you have some real good, solid core values, and again, the book walks through some specific exercises on how to find these. It does take a chapter to actually explain that, so that's probably why I'm not just going to go into detail here because people will be bored to tears. But I promise you, you get some <laughs> great examples in the book. And, and then the, the ancillary values, the ancillary things to those, they're helpful as well, but they're not the most important things, which is why I think a lot of people get stuck into traps of, oh, I want to start a business so I can make money. And yes, we all need to make money. We all need to have money to exist as a human. However, if that becomes one of your number one values, you're going to make decisions based on transactions. And that's not what you want to be doing. And I think your audience probably more than most audiences know that already. They've experienced that. So they're going to be ahead of the curve, which I think is really great. Whereas a younger audience, maybe some of the millennials in my generation, they're making decisions based on, oh, I want to be famous or I want to make a lot of money. And I fell into those traps too. And it's really empty. It's really soulless. So when you define how you want to live your life and what you want to be doing every day of your life, these things are really helpful to kind of have, again, as those filters that you put decisions through. Well, and two, you mentioned my generation a number of times. Thank you for that. But we often, you know, at, at our age are gifted with both time uh, and the financial resources in many cases, hopefully, and the ability, you know, all of a sudden we can, we actually can do what we want. We don't have to report in to get a, you know, necessarily to get an income. So we might want to start a business. We might want to, you know, start a consulting service or whatever. Do you have any tips for the older people that, you know, I, again, your book serves as a wonderful resource, but anything you might share right now as a way we might start that at a certain age? 
Yeah, you know, I think one of the first things that comes to mind is is this idea that I have about comfort zones. And I think comfort zones are quicksand. And I do think that change is very difficult. It, It gets harder as you get older. I know that. And I know I'm not even your generation, but I still get very stubborn and set in my ways at things as well. And that's not to say that your generation is that way. I just think as humans, as we get older, we get really stuck in these patterns and mm-hmm. these habits. And the more that you can break out of those things and the more that you can embrace some of the change, some of the technology, some of the things that are going on, like you do having this show, I would imagine maybe 10 years ago, you never would have thought about having a show. Now, if you've had it for 10 years, then I'm wrong. But there are a lot of things in life where we never even saw the possibility a few years ago. But by leaning into the what is possible mindset, by going, you know what, I need to get out of my comfort zones because I'm just doing everything the same as I've always been doing it. And the first line in my book is actually the way things have always been done is not the way things have to be done. And I think that's such a powerful mantra for anybody of any age to look at the world through that lens of, well, what can I do that's new? What can I try that's different? And you don't have to be someone who learns how to you know, make a Silicon Valley startup, you know, create the next Uber. You don't have to go that far, but you could probably learn how to dabble in code. You could learn how to set up a podcast if that's what you're interested in. You could learn how to start building websites, you know, in your community. There, there are so many things that are at our fingertips these days. And if you're open to them, really the possibilities I believe are endless. Well, and on that note, I think it's a really good idea to do something that frightens you, maybe not every day, but on a regular basis. And speaking of a little frightening and a little out there for many, uh, you know, again, at my age, uh, social media is one of those things. That, oh, okay, if I get a, a business, I have to get on Snapchat. I have to do this on Pinterest. I have to do this on blah, blah, blah. And it can feel overwhelming and scary. But another thing in your book is you say you don't necessarily have to go to social media. And, in fact, you – you suggest a detox for social media. So tell us why you have survived and done so successfully without necessarily putting yourself out there on everything on the web. Yeah, I, I really do believe, and I, I say this in the book, and I actually have some uh, scientific studies to back it up, and I think we've probably all heard it now at some point or another, is that social media is the next great addiction. And it really is. I mean, I think we all know we've been in family gatherings, you look around at restaurants, you see anybody in public, they're on their phones. And we're scrolling through these social media sites, we're looking through the lives of other people, because maybe our life isn't exciting enough. And I think that that really lends itself to this idea that you don't have to be on these things. Now, it goes back to my point previously, I do think you should be curious about these things. And I do think you should investigate them and see if it feels like something you want to be doing. But it's not something you have to be doing. And, you know, we look at your generation will really appreciate this because I'm of the generation where social media didn't exist when I was growing up. You know, cell phones didn't exist when I was growing up. So I'm at least old enough to remember that. It is possible to run profitable businesses without social media, without all these things. But what you have to do, what you have to do is figure out what is your business doing? What problem is it solving? And who are the people it's solving those problems for? And where are they? Now, if you're building a business that relies on people who are always on social media, well, guess what? You're going to have to be on social media. But let's say you're building maybe a a piece of software or you, again, want to write a book or whatever. Wherever your audience is for that product, all you need to do is figure out how to get in front of them. And so it doesn't have to be through Snapchat or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. I quit Facebook a couple of years ago. I couldn't be happier. I absolutely hated the experience. I don't like being sucked into that platform. (laughs) 
And I really believe that the more that you just, again, own your weird and say, I'm not going to be on social media, but you do have to understand if you're doing a, making a business decision, you have to have marketing in place. You have to be able to reach the people who can use your product or service. Well, see, Jason, I, I want, I'm so glad we've had this conversation because I do want people out there to know it is possible. We just, you know, we can be eccentric, weird, however we want to term it, and really be successful at the same time. And speaking of that, since we've just kind of ta- touched on the top of all these subjects, I want people to know that in addition to your fabulous book, Own Your Weird, you are a podcast host yourself. So tell us a little bit about Wandering Aimfully. I love the title, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, my wife and I have been working together on and off for about 10 years, and we live pretty weird lives, I would say, by most people's uh, assumptions, <laughs> but we also really enjoy our lives, and we, we do take chances, and we do try and share all of the behind the scenes, and so with Wandering Aimfully, it's kind of a twofold thing. Uh, it's a membership community, so if people want to learn specifically from us and how we've built multiple businesses over the years, we share everything that we know. So we, we get into the details. We have like so many spreadsheets and things and walkthroughs and step-by-step guides and all this stuff that helps people do what we've done. But through the podcast, we really try and explore some of these topics and we really try and break down some things. So do you need social media for business? Uh, How can you show up more confidently every single day in your life? How can you get through anxiety? How do you get through rough patches? And what do those things look like? Uh, So we just explore a lot of topics that I think a lot of people don't, and especially at getting the perspective of a couple, people who've been together for a few years, people who are looking at life differently. Uh, We're just finishing up our summer sabbatical, so we very much believe in taking breaks. We don't believe in having to show up all the time and be on things all the time. Uh, So we're coming back with another season, if you will, of our podcast here, but Yeah, Wandering Aimfully is definitely something we're really excited about. Well, speaking of excited, I am so excited I got to chat with you, Jason. Thank you so much for your time and sharing all this unique, valuable, and weird information with us. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, and I encourage each of you listeners out there, please check out Jason's book, Own Your Weird. I mean, you are going to get so much out of this book. And again, at the eccentric age that we are, it's just perfect for us. And then when his podcast camps comes back available, you'll want to check out Wandering Aimfully, maybe join his group. You just might learn that uh, turning your growing eccentricities into fun and profit. And while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty and eccentric and weird a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.